I can identify with Peter today because he's asking for a straightforward answer. Just give me the answer, Jesus. How many times must I forgive? Seems like a simple enough question. But Jesus sees beneath its surface to the source from which Peter's question flows. In a way, tonight, Peter represents each one of us. Now, someone must be pushing Peter's buttons today. He wants to know how long he has to hold off from striking. How long does he have to restrain himself? He offers a rather generous number, seven. Most of us would offer less. Hurt me once, shame on you. Hurt me twice, shame on me. Ultimately, Peter wants to know when he can go to his fallback position of attack, revenge, and retaliation. Holding this fallback position produces stalemates in our relationships. Just counting off time until we can attack produces shallow listening, win or lose mentalities, and gridlock. All relationships can be infected. Husbands versus wives, parents versus children, pastors versus congregations, presidents versus congresses, and nations versus nations. Jesus, however, calls Peter to more. Playing on the number seven, Jesus tells Peter he must forgive 77 times. Now, Jesus didn't just pull that number out of a hat, out of thin air. Jesus recalls the boast of Lamech in the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, when Lamech says, I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain is avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech, 77-fold. As theologian John Shea writes, the opposite of forgiveness is not a measured response in kind. The opposite of forgiveness is escalated revenge. This is not eye for eye, which is Leviticus, 
but an eye for a fingernail, a murder for a slap. Jesus targets the foundational attitude behind Peter's question tonight. Peter is ready to retaliate. He just wants to know when he can. Jesus says our fallback position needs to be mercy, an uncompromising commitment to forgiveness. But why? The answer, I believe, lies in the nature of mercy. Mercy is that of which the measure with which I measure will be measured back to me. Mercy is that which for everyone who has, more will be given and they will grow rich. But from those who have not, even what they have will be taken away. The more I extend mercy, the more I immerse myself into God's mercy. As John Shea notes, divine mercy may be freely given, but if it is not imitated and given away, it ceases to be effective in the lives of those who have received it. We have today a fatal misperception about forgiving. That it is primarily about benefiting the one being forgiven. So we get hung up on whether they deserve it. We'll learn from it, ask for it, or are capable of receiving it. But this isn't a truth Jesus teaches. There are actually three beneficiaries to forgiveness. The first beneficiary of forgiving, of mercy, is the forgiver. No longer bound to the other through hate or revenge, mercy expands in the forgiver. The second beneficiary of forgiving is the cosmos. A cycle of violence is not perpetuated. Healing and creating for the common good is now possible instead of recycling old hurts and gridlock. Finally, the third beneficiary of forgiving is the forgiven should they accept it, and then in turn share it. Jesus has intentionally placed forgiveness at the heart of our Eucharistic celebration. 
We gather at the beginning of Mass, crying out together, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. We transubstantiate the wine into blood, saying, it will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. We prepare for communion, praying, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Jesus places forgiveness at the heart of every Mass. Because in this Mass, and every Mass, we come before our God, as did the first debtor in today's parable. As St. Paul testifies, Jesus is Lord, the one for whom we live and the one for whom we die. Jesus is the king. Jesus is the king. But there's more. Not only is Jesus the king, but he also tells Peter and each one of us to imitate me. Imitate me, Jesus says. Be the king. We, St. Bernadette, we are the monarchs. We are the king. Live then as forgiven forgivers and live up to our name. Intentional disciples of the Lord.